Hey guys, so welcome to another episode of Your Child is Your Guide. In this episode, I'm spending about 20 minutes um, sharing uh, a little extended um, context for when I say on other platforms that you are not a bad parent if you hit your child, if you spank your child as a form of discipline. Um, you're not a bad parent. This is something that I've spoken to um, on TikTok, on Instagram. You know, at the same time, I have also shared in my book that hitting people is a form of violence. So it can seem kind of paradoxical um, and hypocritical when one says hitting people is a form of violence and you are not a bad parent if you use um, physical punishment as a form of discipline. So I wanted to take about 20 minutes to kind of dive deeply a bit um, into what I mean by you are not a bad person, a bad parent, um, worthy of shame and worthy of um, being shamed by others if you use spanking as a form of punishment. So I took about 20 minutes to basically go a little bit deeper into that and to kind of explain where I'm coming from with that. And then the last 10 or so minutes of this segment of this um, podcast episode is also me sharing two very powerful and potent empowered parent methods that I have been having so much fun with with my daughter. And I've shared with the parents that I um, work partner with. And, um, but I just wanted to take a moment to share them on this podcast as well for any that may be um, listening in and might be interested in um, adding more tools to their tool belt. So as with anything else that I share, as you listen to this, take only what resonates when you turn off the podcast, forget everything I said, and only the nuggets that really resonated with you will remain. And even if it's just one sentence, throw away the rest. Only take what resonates. This is merely my opinion based on my own experience. I'm sending you guys tons of love. Peace. So there are a few things that we're going to speak about today, the first of which is going to be spanking your kids. So my take on hitting your children is that you're not a bad parent if you do it. You're not a bad parent if you hate your children. You're not a bad person. You're not bad. Just like if your child hits another child at school and you get a report at home or they send a paper or something from school that says, Timmy hit Joel at school, you know, similarly, your child is not bad. Well, what do you mean? They just hit somebody. Yeah, but that doesn't define them. It's something for us to talk about. It's something for us to investigate. It's something for us to communicate with our children about. 
It's something for us to let them know there are other options as to how to communicate. But it's not the definition of who and what they are. Furthermore, if you listening to this episode have ever, have ever hit your children, there are other ways to communicate with them in those instances. If you're interested in those other ways, that's great. If you're not interested in those ways, it doesn't make you less than the person who is. Now, this is, this is my opinion and it comes from my own experiences. I was spanked as a child. My lineage, the women that came before me, the men and women that came before me and my family on both sides of my family were spanked as children, some extremely abused. So what I'm saying is not to excuse any violence. What I'm saying is not to excuse using hitting as a form of communication. What I'm saying is coming from an understanding that a lot of people who hit their children only do so because that is how they were raised and because society allows it and promotes it. If I get into a domestic dispute, a dispute with my partner tonight, they hit me, I hit them. By law, we go to jail. However, in most, if not all states in the United States of America, you are able to freely hit your children as a form of discipline. If a child is having a moment of processing heavy emotion in the, in the restaurant or in the um, grocery store and their mother hits them, they're not going to jail for that. And so when I say that if you hit your children, you are not a bad person, you are not a bad parent, I am not saying it to promote using hitting as a form of communication. It's to express that I don't believe that what you've done in the past is a definition of who you are, who you're becoming. And nine times out of 10, if you follow any of my content on any platform, and if you're listening to this podcast, it is not because you actually desire to continue to hit your children in the first place. Nine times out of 10, if you're listening to any content um, created on any of the Your Child is Your Guide platforms, it is because you are seeking change, seeking other tools and resources, other ways of communicating with your children that feel best to you, that in our, are in alignment with your inner code, that, in our, that are in alignment with you um, following your heart and doing what feels better to you instead of mimicking and continuing to perpetuate the patterns that you learned as a child. When I used to smoke and drink heavily, someone shaming me about my usage never helped. And it's just recognizing that shaming others for their behaviors in all areas of our lives doesn't help. So if you hit your children or if you have hit your children in the past, 
it's okay. That doesn't stop you from being the parent that you've always wanted to be. It doesn't stop you from having the relationship with your child that you desire to have. Nine times out of 10, if we hit our children or scream or yell at our children, it isn't because we're monsters. It's nine times out of 10 because we experience that in our childhood as well as a valid form of communication. I'm not saying the communication form itself is valid. I'm saying that a lot of us as children experienced screaming, yelling, and hitting as a way in which parents of that time believed communicating was valid. So naturally, if you grow up in a household where mom and dad believe that hitting the child is a valid form of communication to express that what the child has done is not correct, then naturally, as you grow older, you too are more likely to see spankings as being a valid form of discipline. So when I say that if you hit your child, you are not a bad parent, it is not to promote hitting others as a form of communication. It's just understanding the backstory and that a lot of the time we do what we learned as children. I feel as though when we see others hitting their children and when we may feel like we wanna judge and shame them for it, I feel like it's a beautiful lesson in accepting others as they are and realizing that we have things in our past that we too could be shamed for. And I feel as though as parenting continues to evolve and to up-level the way that it is collectively, as parenting continues to shift into this new paradigm where we are following our hearts and following our peace more and more and less and less speaking to and treating our children the ways in which that did not feel good to us when we experienced it, the more that parenthood continues to shift on a collective level. I feel so too will our ability to see our brothers and sisters in their highest. To meet them where they're at and to love them where they're at and to offer support where they're at. Oh, so you hit your child? I don't hit my child, but I, but I can understand why you would feel like that's a valid form of discipline. You still wanna have a communication, you still wanna talk to me and have a conversation even though you know that I don't hit my child? You still want, we can still be friends. Yeah, we can still be friends. We can still support each other. It doesn't mean that I um, agree or that I am going to um, 
It doesn't mean that, like, it's just realizing that it's like, it's like you meet somebody. It's like so often we're willing to be friends with the former crackhead, you know, with the person who used to do drugs. We're so willing to be friends with them after they are the spokesperson for um, a league of men and women who speak out against doing drugs and when they're, they've changed and transformed their lives completely and, you know, the drug usage is completely behind them and they're, you know, well-to-do citizens of the community, you know, not making good income and just you can't even believe that they used to do drugs before. Oh, now we're down to be friends with them, right? Now we're down to talk, down to chit-chat because now you're at a level where we're like, this is, this is good. You've changed. So now let's go do brunch. But I feel as though we're shifting to um, starting to realize that it's okay to communicate and be friends with people even when they're in the trenches. It doesn't mean that we have to partake in the same behaviors that they're partaking in or be with them as they partake in those behaviors, but we can still communicate with them. We can still benefit and learn from them and they too from us. It's like when our children are having meltdowns and tantrums when they're extremely upset, it's realizing that, yeah, we're going to love them and be at peace with them when they process their emotion and are not having the tantrum and screaming and yelling. But wait, we can meet them where they're at now too. We can bring that peace and love to the moment where they're at right now as they're screaming and wailing on the floor. You know? doesn't mean that I have to meet them and scream and yell and wail with them too and have a tantrum of my own, but I can still be there with them. I can still let them know I'm here for them when they're ready to talk. Similarly, as we continue on this path of peaceful parenting, um, uh, gentle parenting, conscious parenting, respectful parenting, whatever label in which you categorize the way in which you are attempting to parent as we continue on this path. Um, I feel it to be very beneficial to still be open to be open to those who are interested in what you you two are learning and experiencing but who may still be um, screaming, yelling, or hitting their children as well. You know, for a lot of us, certain shifts did not happen overnight. So I feel it now more important than ever to be willing to meet other parents, other people where they're at on their journey, rather than to shame them. You know, so yeah, I really wanted to share a bit on that. I share a bit on, of, of, of why sometimes you'll notice I create content from time to time, speaking directly to parents who hit their children and speaking to them, letting them know that you're not a bad person. 
I just wanted to give a little bit of context behind where I'm coming from when I say that. The more that we can accept others and meet others where they're at, the more easy it is for us to accept our children and meet them where they're at. And you too are worthy of being met where you're at by yourself. You know, those moments that you're feeling guilt and shame for yelling or for, you know, um, having an attitude with your child, uh, you know, or when you feel that guilt and shame for maybe handling a situation with your child in a way that did not feel peaceful and loving. Those little pings of guilt and shame you too feel, you know, it's like you're worthy of your own forgiveness. You're worthy of your own acceptance. You're worthy of understanding that this, this it's a pattern of like having nasty attitudes and, and yelling and blaming and having high expectations and shaming others um, or, you know, screaming and yelling at your child. These are habits that form over time. A lot of them we learned after we came out of our out of our mother's vagina. You know, when we came out of our mother's vagina, we weren't blaming others. We weren't shaming others. We weren't having high expectations of others. We weren't judging others. We weren't having nasty attitudes with others. We weren't gossiping about others when we came out of our parents' vaginas. Even when we were one years old, we weren't doing these things. Even when we first learned how to communicate, we weren't doing these things. We learned these patterns, we picked up these habits. This is not being said to excuse any behavior. I just feel as though the human condition, humanity, our humanity is worthy of being met with understanding. Like it's so easy to say that the parent that hits their child is using violence, is violence. It's easy to write a book about why hitting your child is, is this and is that. That's easy to make those statements. But can we be with that parent and, and look at the root of it and then look at the why and the how and respect and honor the parent that desires to change and is trying to find other tools and resources as to how to do so. Because if I'm just narrowly and limitedly focused on how, you know, how it hurts to see children get hit and how, um, and all of the, and all of the negative things we can say about hitting children, if I stay there only, if I only stay there in the conversation, it leaves no room for transformation. It leaves no room for creating space for the other parent to um, feel welcome to even inquire about other tools, resources. It leaves no room for the other human, your brother and your sister, to even express the torment that they may feel when they use hitting as a form of discipline. It 
it's so easy to judge. It's so easy to judge. But I feel as though we are shifting to seeing those moments where we could so easily judge another parent for how they are um, choosing to parent their children. I feel as though we are constantly being invited in those moments to, to just be with them, to be grateful that um, we have the ability to choose how we would like to parent and to follow our own hearts, to be grateful that even though another person is living their life and parenting their child in a way that you never would or think that you um, think that shouldn't be happening, um, it's like you have the opportunity to be the example of what you feel the other parent should be doing. You know? And in that way, you're in service to that other parent by just being yourself and being an example of what so many other parents around the world hear about and find it to be probably, they probably look at gentle parenting and conscious parenting, so many parents, and they hear this stuff and they're like, that's impossible. That's not possible. So anytime we feel called to judge another about how they are parenting, it's such an invitation to just continue to further follow our own hearts and be that example that it is safe to respond to our children in ways that amplify peace and love. It is possible to become more and more aware of our own habitual tendencies that we learned as children ourselves and to transcend them by first accepting ourselves by first lovingly calling out our own patterns without shame. So yeah, I really wanted to speak a little bit on, you know, shame and shaming others for how they parent their, their children and, spanking children. I wanted to speak a little bit about that. It's okay for other people to do things differently. It's okay for other people to disagree with what you're doing. We really aren't here to change other people or to point out their flaws. It's become more and more apparent over these past few days that we really are here to support each other and to continue to meet each other where they're at, to continue to eat each, meet, meet each other where we're at. and just to support each other.
You're not broken. You don't need to be fixed. Just like our children, we are all still growing, still learning, still evolving. No one is better than the other. Everyone still worthy of respect and compassion, regardless of anything in general, including how they choose to parent their child. So yes, I just wanted to share a bit um, about how I perceive spankings and, and, you know, hitting our children. And um, I feel as though this is a perfect segue into sharing a bit about where I am at in my own journey in parenthood and what method I am enjoying using. For those of you who have followed my content for quite some time, either on Instagram or TikTok, or if you've already subscribed to the um, your child is your guide, um, a newsletter where you receive content and, and if you've been on any of the workshops, then you may already know that I'm always having fun finding or creating, um, new uh, methods that like amplify peace and love in the parent-child relationship. And so one that I've really been playing with, um, lately that I feel I'll be playing with for um, quite some time, although you're, you're ne never really sure, <laughs> but for quite some time is randomly, okay, so it's two of them, right? Um, one of them I may have already mentioned on a podcast episode. I know I've mentioned it on a TikTok recently, but it's the Trinity. This is not the one that I was originally going to mention here, but it is one that I'm still um, incorporating in my day-to-day -day with my child, and it's what I call the Trinity. And um, what it is, is randomly throughout the day when you feel inspired, but at least two or three times throughout the day, minimum, asking your child um, or each of your children the Trinity, which is just randomly you're walking through the kitchen and you feel it's a good, good time and you bring um, George or, or Julie or... Um, whoever, Simone, over and you ask your child and you say, hey, do you need anything? And they're like, they pause. It causes them to pause and actually really go within and become introspective for a moment. And they're like, no, do you want anything? I want to go to Six Flags. <laughs> and it's, they'll say anything. Sometimes they'll say no. Sometimes they say, I just want to hug. Sometimes they'll say it's infinite possibilities, right? You don't know what they're going to say, but it's just that creating a space to allow them to express themselves and to say whatever they want to say in that moment. It's just create the art of creating that space with our kids to allow a release. Um, 
And also what it does is it also gives us more insight as to what's going on in the world of our children more and more throughout the day. And it also allows them to see that we care. And it also allows them to see that we're there for them and that we're interested in what's going on in their world. And so they say whatever they say when they, you know, and, if, and it also gives us the ability to realize and feel into that saying no isn't a bad thing. So like, let's say one of the things they say they want is to go to Disney World right now. It gives us an opportunity to directly speak to them about that. I know you want to go to Disney World, buddy. I want to go with you too, but we're not going to go right now. But thank you very much for letting me know that you want to go. I'm happy that I know about it. We'll go sometime in the future for sure. And we get to really address something that's on their heart. And then it's like, then the, the third part of the Trinity is, so it's, do you need anything? Do you want anything? And then the third part is, do you need a hug? Do you want a hug? And then sometimes your child might say no and run off and go play. At least they know that you offered it, right? And it's oftentimes they will hug you. <laughs> oftentimes they will say yes, and then you'll be able to give them a hug. And then you both get to continue on with your day with that much more peace and that much more love and that much more connectivity. And it's just been really, really magical. It's been really magical to incorporate in my experience with my daughter. And I'll take it a step further and mention as well that the Trinity is also very beneficial to at least ask yourself one time a day. So to ask your children it as many as two to three times a day and many more, but then also the Trinity is very, very powerful to incorporate um, in your day as asking yourself. So you just took a hot shower, you are ready to, whether like you did it, you took a nice hot shower in the morning, getting ready for the day, and you just put your hand on your heart and you say, do you need anything? And just see what comes up. Anything, just like a child anything can come up. Do you want anything? Anything can come up and allow that. And then also ask yourself, do you need a hug? And it's like, well, Michelle, what if I do need a hug? What if I do feel like the answer is yes? Then hug yourself. We have got, to, and this is something that's really coming through for me as well. <clears throat> like we've got to normalize hugging ourselves. We don't have to, we don't have to do anything, right? <laughs> but I'm just saying, for so many years, we have looked for a hug to come from something outside of us, someone outside of us to come and console us, to come and hold us. When we really, we literally have the ability to wrap our arms around ourselves, to squeeze, to close our eyes, and to feel that embrace. And when you close your eyes, it really doesn't feel too much more different than when somebody else is doing it. So it kind of like plays a trick on your brain and your body. And it really feels like someone else is hugging you. And I'm no scientist, but I feel like that has a lot of benefit to like our body and neurologically and psychologically. Um, and I'm sure that scientists could get into the complexity of the benefits of this. But as far as I'm concerned, it's just powerful to experience, <laughs> you know, hugging yourself. So. The Trinity with our children multiple times throughout the day, giving them the space to release, and then also uh, using the Trinity on yourself at least one time a day as a parent. You deserve it. You're worthy of it. Do you need anything? Do you want anything? Do you need a hug? If you need a hug, give it to yourself. You'd be surprised what doing that continuously, consistently, 
for even 21 days, both with your children and yourself. You'd be surprised when you look back after 21 days of utilizing this practice, um, what's transpired. And it's not so much because of this practice, it's just because of the space that you are practicing and having fun playing with creating, creating space to amplify love and peace in your environment and with yourself. But now I'm gonna get to the actual <laughs> method that I was going to mention that I'm like, I've been playing with that for quite some time now, for a few weeks now, and, and I, I plan to continue playing with the Trinity. But the one that I really felt called to share with, with you guys for sure is um, uh, being with our children. So like I meditate quite frequently throughout my days. Um, I microdose meditation. It's also something that I um, do with those that I work with, parents that I work with. Um, it's something that I introduce to them experientially in our sessions. And it's also something as a method that I introduce to them um, to implement throughout their days is microdosing meditation. So meditating throughout your day, multiple times throughout the day in small doses. And like, no matter what your religion is or what you believe about meditation, it doesn't have to be as complex as it's been made out to be. What I am speaking of when I say meditation is just carving out 30 seconds to two minutes, setting a timer on your phone and just closing your eyes and, um, and bringing your awareness to your inhale and your exhale. So it's just really relaxation. It's just not waiting for the vacation to relax, you know, not waiting for the PTO to relax, but actually incorporating more and more moments of relaxation throughout your day in tiny spurts that make it actually um, doable as parents and as adults who have things to do throughout the day. Um, but that is still not the method that I was <laughs> coming to share with you guys. The method that I actually wanna share is at least two to three times out the day, um, setting a timer on your phone for one minute and sitting on the floor with your child this um, and holding their hands and you closing your eyes or you closing your eyes and focusing on your inhale and your ex exhale um, and just holding their hands. So whether or not whether or not your child closes their eyes or keeps them open, it doesn't matter. Whether they could be moving their head back and forth, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just that connectivity. Nine times out of 10, they're not gonna run away. They're gonna just sit there and um, they're gonna hold your hand. You just say, hold mommy's hand or hold daddy's hand and they're gonna sit with you for just a minute. And then after the minute, the timer goes off, they skedaddle. Or you can do like 30 seconds, depending on where your child is at for sure. 30 seconds can be, very, very powerful and potent as well. So can 15 seconds. It doesn't, it's not the length of time that matters. It's just carving out that time to connect with your child in peace and just in a moment of not having to do anything except to just be yourselves together. Um, it's very, very powerful, very, very potent. And um, it also introduces to our children just the example of just sitting and doing nothing and just being um, with themselves. And it stretches that muscle of theirs to be able to just be with themselves in peace and harmony and joy. Um, and that's been really, really wild and fun just to connect with my child in that space. It's really beautiful. Now, my daughter is six. She's seen me meditate her whole life and she's been introduced to it here and there, but it's nothing I would ever force on a child um, ever. 
But if your child is, um, if connectivity is something that you really want to foster more of with your children, and 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 um, I do recommend trying it with them, seeing if they're receptive to just sitting and holding your hand for 30 seconds um, while the timer is sitting beside you guys, and just holding their hands while you both sit cross-legged and close together, and you just hold their, both their hands and just close your eyes and just take deep breaths and create that space with them to just see if it's some, you just experiment with it. That's basically what I'm inviting you guys to do is to experiment with that. Yeah. So yeah, sending you guys tons and tons and tons of love. This week is going to be a great week. No doubt. Sending love. Peace.